and welcome to episode nine of It's Cool with Jasmine Cool. Um, today's today's vibe should be a little better than last week because I have a plan, a vague plan. Um, it may still be kind of short, but who knows? Um, maybe I will actually talk about the gender stuff that I promised last week. Maybe I can start with that. That's not in my plan. But, <laughs> um, so I, I have kind of talked before. I'm pretty solid in my gender identity as I am right now um, as a woman. But every once in a while, you have those thoughts that are not, they don't align with that. Um, I, I had talked a little bit before about imagining myself in a sweater without boobs um, and not, not minding that image. Um, but something, another thought similar to that was when I was playing softball and I would, I was wearing these like Nike basketball socks that I had stolen from my older brother with my softball cleats. And then I was wearing just like shorts and I was like, I feel very masculine right now, like like a boy. I feel almost like a boy right now, and I I dig it. Like I'm digging that feeling. So um, that's another one where just like every once in a while, it's like, huh, what I? But then I'm like, no, no, um, yeah. Part of it. Because a lot of it involves, like, my boobs, which I think has a lot to do with, like, the over-sexualization of young women and just women in general and the culture I grew up in that was very Catholic and, like, lots of shame around anything even remotely sexual at all. So for me, it's almost like it's almost a combination of that. My religious trauma goes very deep, very deep, um, like to the point where I've questioned asexuality multiple times. Like I can't tell if if I'm asexual or if it's just uh, religious trauma, because like I can't tell if. <laughs> Because it's, I've never been in a situation where I've even had to, like, think about it, which is sad. But, like, (laughs) um, I can't tell if, like, any of my feelings of hesitancy or anxiety around it are just because of Catholicism. Because Catholicism is terrible that way in regards to, like, sex and stuff like that um but like Catholicism is so bad my dermatologist wanted to or was like gonna look at putting me on birth control for my acne and my mom said no yeah that might get cut but like It's just, it's not a great environment 
to grow up in. Like, there's parts of it that are okay and parts of it that are not. Most of it is not. The parts of it that are okay are very specific to each church. Like, there's the aspect of having a community and there's that, like, you know, but then a lot of the stuff that the church supports or believes in or like at least now is like harmful or just incorrect or just not not fun anyways back to my plan uh i discovered this week that no going to college does not make your mental illness go away yeah because I had been doing so good, I like hadn't, like you know, even with the big changes and stuff, I hadn't been like super anxious or like dissociating or just like, you know, sad. <laughs> um, I had been doing good. It, it was kind of surprising because it's like all these new things and new people and whatever, and I was doing good and then sometime last week I just got like I don't know anxious again um but kind of sad you know just kind of my my anxiety manifests in me getting extremely quiet and still I disassociate a lot um sometimes it's fun when you can control it and it's like it's basically just daydreaming and other times it's not fun it's just kind of it just kind of sucks um but <laughs> so yeah I had like an anxiety episode um I'm not sure if I have anxiety and depression or just anxiety because a lot of the things that could also be other things I think are just my anxiety because um, when I get super anxious I kind of just lay in bed and I am sad but I can't really tell if it's like depressed or just anxiety that like the anxiety is like the anxious thoughts are the sad thoughts or like um you know but yeah um I was one of the people that for the longest time was like convincing myself that I didn't actually have anxiety I was just making it up like I'm over exaggerating like I'm trying to come up with something that's wrong with me because blah, 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 like, and then I saw at the point where I had, like, kind of decided, like, no, you're not making this up. This is, like, a thing that is affecting your life in ways that you have not even realized yet. Um, I saw, I think it was TikTok that was, like, something about the anxious people who tell themselves they don't have anxiety or they're, that they're making their anxiety up. And I was like, 
it was it just called me out and I was like that that's accurate but rude and I am disrespected by that but also not but anyways um yeah so I convinced myself for the longest time that I was just I was making it up I was being dramatic um it didn't help that like my mom kind of is like that too um doesn't really believe in all of like the mental illnesses and how bad they can be I guess also I don't know how much of this I should say we're we're gonna stop now but um just kind of like you know not really believing it all but um (laughs) Something that finally solidified for me that I do, in fact, have anxiety. I had my first doctor's appointment as an adult, and my answers to their anxiety and depression screening finally got concerning enough that they had to ask me about it. Yeah, we love that. Um, Yeah, so finally someone was like, yeah you you have anxiety um but basically they just told me to find a counselor at my college which i haven't done yet um like there's counseling services but you know the idea of like scheduling that appointment and then doing it makes me anxious and nervous so because i feel like every time i set up a meeting everybody expects me to know what's going on in the meeting and like expects me to lead the meeting and I'm like I was told I don't know that's why I'm here I don't know what's going on (laughs) like we had meetings with our academic advisors at the beginning of the year and it just felt like I was supposed to know and have way more of a plan than I did and I was like dude I don't I don't know you're supposed to help me do that but I don't know. Um, I need to schedule a meeting with, like, an academic counselor, because they have those, too. Um, I need to do that. But, yeah. Um, it's just, I I need to, like, actually do something for it. But I had been feeling fine. I was like, I'm, I'm good, man. No, you're not. <laughs> You're not good. Just because you're in a different place doesn't mean your anxiety goes away. Um, yeah. But I always feel bad when I get anxious because I feel like it can seem, especially when I'm around my friends, because it can seem like I don't care or like I, I get, it can seem like I'm being rude when I'm, I just like when I like shut down and I just like get in my head and then I'm like you know because if you're sitting with your friends and then all of a sudden you're just like blank face like half ass reacting to stuff and or or just like not or just like sitting there And, like, I'm able to stay, like, in it enough to react, which is almost worse. 
You know, because then you're, like, reacting, so then your reactions are just weird. Um, yeah. I can tell a little bit. There's one story that's not really a story, but, like, well, okay. I've got a couple that are, they talk, like, about anxiety attacks, um, and one of them involves, like, transphobia. So that's a warning. Um... But, so, the first, like, panic attack that's more like an anxiety attack. I've never... Because the difference between a panic attack and an anxiety attack is confusing to me, and I still don't quite understand. But from what I remember, anxiety attacks can be anything from just, like, disassociating. They can last for a very long time. And... Like, they have triggers and, like, causes to them, whereas panic attacks are, like, out of the blue, like, just, like, I I don't know if they can be triggered. I mean, probably, but then they're, like, the more, like, stereotypical, dramatic, like, dramatic, um, like, crying and, like, not being able to breathe. Um, And I guess... The first, like, this time I was, like, crying, but it was more, like, just, like, violent, sobbing, anxiety attack, kind of, because it had all been, like, it was from stuff that had been, like, building up from my anxiety before, which I just made that connection now, because I had a lot of, like, schoolwork to do or other stuff to do that I hadn't done because it got my anxiety in terms of like procrastination got super bad in COVID because I did a lot of things in my bedroom in my house so it was like get done with the class go lay in bed and then um just like the pressure to try and do everything so well it like would paralyze me because I felt like I had to do everything 100%. Forgetting that my 100% is, like, other people's, like, 400%. So, um, like, I would put so much work into everything I did that would not, that wouldn't be necessary. Like, we had these choir projects that I spent, like, over an hour on every week. And the teacher had intended for us to spend, like, 15 minutes each week. Um, But I didn't know how to do that little work. You know, I didn't, like, that wasn't, like, my brain was not comprehending that. Oops. Um, My brain was not at all comprehending. Oh, 15 minutes of work. Like, no. Like, what is that? What is 15 minutes of work? I was like, no, that's nothing. That's like 5% effort. <laughs> but that's how my brain was. So, it like, I didn't really understand, you know, like, not putting in 100% effort. So then even when we, like, went back in person and I was having to deal with, like, the political outfall of COVID and, like, actually seeing people and, like, mask rules that were not being followed so like I wasn't really feeling safe 
in school and like and just knowing how many people like fundamentally disagree with your existence just through like such simple things and there was so much like going on it like with the school board or like I actually got up in front of the school board one year I think it was um the end of my junior year or like it was the start of like the second half of my junior year because the school board was because at that point we had we had been mostly doing a full virtual schedule except um I think they were like coming back to in person except my family was not back in person my family because like you could just stay home and zoom every day because like the rules that they had were just not they weren't like they weren't safe they weren't rules to keep people safe so we were like no we'll zoom so we were zooming like every day like all day and I know that's what a lot of people did but we like hadn't been doing that and it sucks but at this point we had Wednesdays off Wednesdays were like um they were like a homework day or a day where you could like meet with teachers to talk about if you were behind on something or just you know like a day where you didn't have to zoom all day um and they were like voting to like end that to like have people come back to school on Wednesdays even though like um there was like a very small number of Wednesdays left in the year anyways I think so um but yeah so I got up in front of the school board with like a prepared letter and I cried one of the most like embarrassing moments of my life but also like you know it's fine like it was like embarrassing but it also wasn't like I I got up there in front of them and cried um and I think well the funniest part was um one of them was like you should talk to the school psychologist and I was like I know but that it feels like you're trying to undermine what I'm saying here because I got up there and I talked about how those days are necessary because we sit at a screen for eight hours a day and you can't like we need a day to just work on stuff where we're not staring at a screen um I was very dramatic I had a very dramatic analogy about um hanging off a clip cliff by our fingertips and then like if they took away the Wednesday it would be like stepping on them um it was a little dramatic but you know I got a bunch of emails from like staff and like different people saying that what I did was good so um I did not in fact talk to the school psychologist I probably should have I like definitely should have but that made me so anxious like I don't know it was whatever um 
but I did that. Um, but basically, the school board had like a doctor on it, uh, and then like this one crazy Republican dude who was like did not believe that COVID was like real, was like go back to full in person, like no masks and all this like garbage stuff and the complete irony of this is that he died from COVID um, like that year very shortly after this it was very sad because he had like kids that were like he had a kid in my grade and he had like other kids and everything but at the same time it's like you were sitting there trying to like make all of these policies that would like be detrimental to like my education to my safety to because like um one of my siblings has like asthma like pretty bad asthma so like a respiratory disease would have been very bad and like i'm a singer and i did not i was like like my lungs my life like if i lose my breath support shot you know like if it gets bad and i have to be intubated you can have permanent damage to your vocal cords from that like i would be done my life like my plans for like my future and my education would have to completely change they would be like gone like, I, I don't really know what I'm doing, but that would take away, like, one of the biggest parts of my life. And so, like, the whole thing with the COVID battles and, like, whether or not to wear masks and all of that, it's compassion for other people. Because everybody was so absorbed in themselves because wearing a piece of cloth over their face was so difficult. Like, no, you're fine. Suck it up. Ugh, makes me, makes me angry. Um, <laughs> back to mental health, um, I guess. That was, a, that was a sidetrack I was not expecting, but it took up a lot of time. So, um, uh, I'm actually, I feel like I had anxiety since I was a little kid. Which probably makes sense, but, um, or at least, like, I don't know. I, because I'm a very tough person, and I always have been, and I hate crying. I mean, I'm getting better at it. (laughs) That sounds so funny. I'm, like, getting better with, like, being able to cry without feeling like, like it's bad or something. But um, I hate crying. And even as a child, I'm, like, pretty sure I did not cry about a lot of things. Like, I grew grew up with brothers. Like, I had an older brother. I had a bunch of older cousins that were all, like, farm and country kids. And, like, you know, it was whatever. But for some reason, um, so I have, like, a fall birthday. So I'm, like, on the border between, like, school years and like ages and whatever so my parents 
tried to start me in 4K when I was technically like three. Oops. So I was like young for the class. And I was like definitely smart enough to handle that. But for some reason, like every day for like three months, I sobbed like every day. And I don't, I think it was like, at the, I, don't, I have like vague memories of it being like missing my mom or like being homesick but I think that was kind of just like I didn't really know what was going on and that was like the feeling that I could articulate I guess we love we love the fire trucks um, how wonderful um, but anyways um, that was like the feeling I could articulate at like four years old. Um, I remember I have one vivid memory of hating gym class, specifically the game Stuck in the Mud. Basically, it was like tag, but when you got tagged, you had to put your hands on your head and like, like put your legs like far apart, and then to get unstuck, someone would like crawl through your legs. I hated that game with a passion. I don't know, I don't know what it was. I did not like that game. I did not. Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I, th I have a vivid memory of crying during that game and then someone, like another student came over and asked me what was wrong and I said I miss my mom. But I don't, like remembering that feeling, I'm like, is that really what's going on, or is that just what you said? And then eventually they pulled me out and started me again the next year. So technically, I did the first like couple of months of 4K twice. Um, <laughs> but the class, the class that ended up being above me, the one that I was like originally put in, they were like me. Like the older we got they were like mean like all the time and they I was always scared of them even though they were only a year above me and I felt like I was more scared of them than everybody else so part of me thinks that they were in fact mean as like four-year-olds and I did not understand that because I had grown up with like my cousins and my siblings so I got in this environment of a bunch of people my age who weren't behaving how I was expecting them to behave like they like I don't know if they I don't think they bullied me but it's entirely possible that somebody was bullying me because there's certain people I have no recollection of like at all um like but there are there's like a few people I do remember um but I don't know if they were just mean or if it was just the new environment of people and I didn't understand why they were acting the way they were acting because I was smart like even as a kid which it causes problems even now which this is going to sound very conceited but when you're talking to a person who has a lower baseline intelligence than you the conversations can be difficult. Now, I'm not saying 
like there's there's a difference between like book smart intelligence and like being smart because you can like be smart and have like just and I don't know like there's a lot of different kinds of intelligence but like smart people when you try and talk to somebody who isn't as smart as you you either sound conceited or arrogant or like it it just feels so awkward because you're trying to say things and they don't understand so many times in my life I've like said something and had that person look at me like I was stupid and I'm like you just you don't get what I'm saying and even talking to somebody who is also smart but like your vibes just don't match like I had a meeting with a writing tutor a couple weeks ago pretty sure this man is smart but somehow we had some kind of baseline disconnect at what was going on we talked in circles for like 30 minutes and both of us knew I was getting nothing out of this like we were going nowhere and both of us knew it um which is really funny um but it's so like I don't know if that was part of it like I got like because all of my siblings and cousins are also like smart so I don't know if it was just like I don't know what it was but I, I cried every day, and I'm still trying to figure out why. Okay, why? But, um, yeah. I guess I can, can wrap it up. So, thank you all who have made it this far in episode 9. Thank you for listening, or watching, if you're watching. Um, my favorite song this week is... Um, one of my favorite, like, disassociation, like, um, uh, disassociation anxiety. It's, uh, the band Motherfolk. They have, like, a two-part album. Like, part of it, half of it is called The Bee, and the other half is called The Flower. Those are the perfect disassociation anxiety. Like, it's, it's perfect. My favorite song right now is probably toothless